Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Stepdaughter kicked me out claiming she don't need no men, so I stopped paying mortgage and bills. Story 1 Hey, I'm 45 and male, and my name is James, and I currently live alone. I have my own business, which I put my blood and sweat into growing. I have been very calculative my entire life. I'm writing to divulge the biggest, most stupid mistake I've ever made. I've always been afraid to talk about how I felt my entire life. I've always been taught that sharing feelings is for the weak. Surfing the internet is something I do often nowadays, just to pass my time. And I've been reading all these stories and I'm inspired to share mine too. No one knows me here, and I've changed everyone else's name for the sake of my own privacy. About a year and a half ago, I divorced my ex-wife, Stina. I've always loved her and still do. She supported me throughout my days of struggle, and I found the more money I made, the easier life became for us. I buried myself in so much work that it became the reason for our divorce. We never really argued because I never spoke back to her. It was just her complaining about how we never spent time with each other, and I've always taken her for granted. She's wanted a child all her life, but I kept insisting that we wait. She got very impatient, and I told her that I don't think I want a child. That was the turning point of our relationship and I did not expect that she would immediately send me a divorce notice the next day. I did not beg her to stay, even though I really wanted to stop her. I just let her go, and I deeply regret that I did not stop her. I admit that it was my ego that stopped me from communicating, and I wish I would have talked to her about it. I wish we had found a common ground where we would have made it work. After we parted ways, she immediately got married within a few months of our separation and got pregnant. The way she quickly moved on in a blink of an eye enraged me, to be honest. Questions kept crossing my mind. Did she have an affair while we were married? Did she even love me? How did she move on so fast? I could have had my sources look into it, but decided it was simply not worth it. The money I had seemed pointless, but I still worked harder to ease my pain. I've never smoked or been a heavy drinker, and I still don't resort to it, but I found myself spending the night with different women after my divorce. I'm obligated to attend many parties for business, you know, and they're flooded with women who want to get lucky for the night. When I found out about Stina's pregnancy, I decided to get married just to spite her. I wanted to show her I've moved on, too, you know. I married Margot, a fairly beautiful woman who did not look her age at all, 33. She looked young and worked as a small-time model in her 20s. Her daughter was 14, and her name was Rhiannon, was born to Margot's boyfriend when she was younger. She had raised Rhiannon as a single parent, and she would mostly have rich older boyfriends, or what people probably call sugar daddies. I'd spent a couple of nights with Margaret after I met her at a charity auction, and she was one of those event hosts looking for a new man after a breakup. My marriage with Margaret was bound by a few rules that I had made very clear to her. She was supposed to be a trophy wife who'd come with me to public events and act like we have a perfect functional family marriage. She did not want to work after getting married, so I told her she would have household duties then. I promised to give Rhiannon everything she needed, and I clarified that our marital relationship would only be physical and we would be emotionally involved. I advised Margaret to strictly abide by the rules if she and Rhiannon wanted to live at my house, and we did not have much time before the wedding to get to know each other. I tried to bond with her daughter, but she was not very interested, so I decided to go about my business and not bother her. Initially, everything was going according to plan. Stina called and congratulated me on getting hitched. 
I knew her for so many years, so I could tell the pain in her voice while congratulating me. I got exactly what I wanted, but I was not satisfied like I thought I would be. I took Margot out to all my business-related events, and she was always the center of attention. She glowed even more with the stunning jewelry I gave her and the designer clothing. She really played the part well, and all eyes were on us. I could see Envy and all the other men who were all together, and the whole feeling was extremely validating and we acted like this perfect couple and our chemistry was commended by all. We were all smiles and laughter, but behind closed doors, guys, that all disappeared. I laid in the same bed as Margaret, reminiscing about my ex. I didn't really know much about Margaret or her daughter, so I tried to observe their habits and behavior for the short period of time I was present at home. Margaret wasn't really the best at cleaning. She's an awful cook. So I hired a chef, a 50-year-old female who was responsible for cooking only. Their spare time was spent on social media applications, making short videos and reels, and taking pictures. If they weren't making a video for social media, then they were most probably scrolling. They were phone addicts. Rhiannon would come home late after school, and Margot and Rhiannon would often go shopping. When they got comfortable, they started throwing parties at my house, too. I didn't really say much, but their presence annoyed me. I slowly started spending more time at the office, and I came home only to have dinner and go to sleep. One thing I noticed in particular was that they often spent their time watching these pseudo-feminism content. I mean, I'm all for gender equality, but the videos they watched promoted hatred of men. They encouraged women to see all men as sexual predators and misogynists. I was at home for one of their parties, too, and most of their conversations involved hatred from men. The women would make disgusting jokes about their husband and just laugh out loud, and they would also share their cheating story. I didn't like interacting much with the mother-daughter duo, but one day I got into a heated argument about the ideologies of the videos they were watching what they promoted. The very next day I saw the things had been thrown and broken around the house. Margot justified herself that it was to show her anger, because men would not listen to women's voices otherwise. She started screaming at the top of her lungs, and I had to raise my voice above hers to get my message across. I told her that I don't care about her anger or her voice and that I wanted the mess cleaned up before I got home. When I came home that very same day and saw the house was still a mess and no chores had been done, all the bedrooms of my house were locked with Rihanna inside her bedroom and Margot inside ours. So I knocked on the bedroom door, but Margot insisted that I sleep on the couch today. There was no food left for me either, and they had thrown what was meant for me in them. Trash. I was exasperated by their act, and I didn't even have a change of clothing. I was too tired and it was too late to argue. I spent the night sleepless, contemplating whether I made the right decision or not. Everything I did at that point seemed extremely foolish, but I had to go along with it. I could not take the roof off of Rhiannon and Margaret's heads, you know. I also could not bear the humiliation of another failed marriage. I got up the next day and went to work. Margot still refused to open the door, and I went tired and groggy. I came back home later in the evening to find my house in complete havoc. None of the chores were done, there was a weird unbearable smell, and there was nothing to eat. They told the cook to only cook for two and eight before I arrived. I demanded an explanation from Margot, and she just sat on the couch and pretended she couldn't hear me. Rhiannon told me that I needed to do the chores and that I could not force her mother to clean for me when it was clearly my home. She gave me this long speech about how men don't do any chores and depend on women for basic needs. Their audacity shocked me, you know. I felt like I needed to give them both a harsh reality check. I first told Ryan and off because she would not even clean even if her life depended on it. I explained that I worked my butt off all day so they could shop and get their nails done and I told them I don't ever object to anything. All I want is for Margot to keep the house clean. I made it clear that if they had a problem with it, they were free to leave. I went to my bedroom and I went to sleep. 
After work the following day, I found that the locks on my house had been changed. That's right. Margot would not let me come inside my own home. Turns out the sudden change in behavior was fueled by a TikTok video about how men don't contribute to the household chores and expect women to bear the burden. They followed a movement that kicks men out when they refuse to comply. They shouted out the window that they needed no men in their lives, and they threw my stuff out. I could see that Rhiannon was recording the whole thing, and all the neighbors were watching. The whole situation was so embarrassing. I did not want to make too much noise about the whole situation, you know. I acted like everything was just normal. I had a very important deal with an investor and wanted to make a good impression. And in the world of business, even personal problems can put investors off. So I slept in my office for a couple days, but then moved to a nearby hotel, so the employees did not suspect anything is wrong. I hate people knowing about my personal life, and I did my best to hide it. A couple of days later, I saw that there had been so many purchases on the credit card that I'd given to Margot. They had spent a huge amount of money in just a few days, and I had to put an end to their whole drama, and these guys would bankrupt me and leave me penniless in a matter of just days. I blocked every credit card I gave them. I stopped paying all the house bills to teach them a lesson. Margot and Rhiannon were having the time of their lives. They had everything they ever wanted for themselves, and not once did they ever try to contact me. Little did they know that their little paradise was about to vanish. After about the span of three months, 90 days, everything was cut off. The internet, electricity, water, and I laid off the cook, too. Leaving the bills unpaid was a price I had to pay to get them what they deserved, and they had exhausted all the money they had on shopping and food. The card was blocked, as well. They could not do much anymore, and in the meantime they had gone to Margot's mother's house. They had to sacrifice the comfort of my house for her cramped little home, but they did not have a choice. They did not have any of the basic amenities that they needed to live, and it was freezing and winter, and they could not live without electricity. There was no way they would live without the internet, either, let me tell you. They kept blowing up my phone, and I just kept ignoring them. I received a lot of sorry messages from them, and they actually begged me to come back home. I reminded them that they said they don't need any man, and Margot was now annoyed that I was ignoring her. She came to my workplace and used it as a place to vent her issues, and she made up a fake story that I abandoned them and would not pay the bills. And she cried these fake crocodile tears, and screamed and even broke a lot of stuff, and the whole drama was seen by my employees. Everything I despised in my workplace was happening right in front of my eyes, and I had her kicked out really quickly. But the damage was done to my reputation, and she told everybody that I was abusive. My investor, who by the way is a woman, said I was disgusting, and refused to invest. My employees did not see me in the same light anymore, and my female employees felt uncomfortable around me. My personal mistakes had started impacting my business too. I didn't want to make Margot's bullcrap any longer. I couldn't take it. I immediately knew what needed to be done, and I need to cut this toxic woman off completely. At first I could not stand the idea of another divorce, but she keeps revealing her true intentions, and it keeps getting worse. I spoke to my attorney, 35-year-old male and I elaborated on everything that happened, telling him all the details. After hours of detailed discussion, we sent her a notice, complimented by divorce papers, and I just hope Margaret and her daughter leave my life once and for all after this. I'm a little afraid of the drama that's yet to come, and I should have at least gotten to know her before I got married. The whole thing is obviously going to leave a permanent scar on my life, and I have not been able to focus as much on the business lately. I might even consider going to see a professional for help after this, and I think a lot of people rebound after a breakup or divorce, but I never thought that it would be this bad. Well, guys, that's it for today. I'm going to sign off now, but I'll be back with a few more updates on the divorce. I'm back with more updates about my crazy wife.
and her even crazier teenage daughter after I sent her the divorce papers and legal notice. Margot acted extremely sorry after she received the papers, but oh, Rhiannon apologized too. No matter how much they apologized, I did not really budge. I knew that I needed to get out of this sick marriage in any way possible. Margot tried everything she could to get me back, and she used every tactic from the people she followed on social media to make things even more dramatic. She spread her fake sob stories on social media. The things I heard were insane. She sent me a notice too. She made allegations of domestic violence against me. She falsely accused me of making her work around the house until she dropped from exhaustion. She said that I abandoned her and did not pay the bills so that Margot and her daughter could leave the house. Her huge following on social media, which was growing by the day, was all pitted against me. She had a huge number of supporters, too, from her crazy gang of followers. They encouraged her to pursue a case against me, telling the world how I tortured and abandoned her. Nothing was in my favor, and it was true that we did have a loveless marriage and our marriage was in fact dysfunctional. It dawned upon me that I should have signed a prenup. Oh boy. It was too late for all that now. She had scars, she had bruises, and I told the court it wasn't me who did it. Well, the scars turned out to be old. She had caused the bruises herself at the time, and she kicked me out to falsely accuse me. She proved that I had not paid the bills to compel them to live without any amenities. She claimed that I had forced her to be a housewife, and then later refused to pay for her and blocked her cards. I was my own undoing. Margot twisted every step I had taken for her own advantage, and things have gotten worse for me. She demanded the house, a huge amount in alimony, and I had to go in for domestic violence. The neighbors testified against me and said there was a lot of noise coming from my house. Obviously from when Margot was breaking stuff and screaming, and they said I was screaming at Margot and it was an ugly fight. Margot was the one who caused it, but all fingers were pointing at me. Margot claimed she kicked me out because she felt unsafe, and everything that happened was now public. I was losing the case. I needed to turn the case somehow, and miraculously I found an eyewitness. The cook. Ah, uh, that's right. The cook I hired saw Margot cause the bruises to herself, and she overheard the mother-daughter duo discussing their plan to make my house, and money theirs. She was willing to testify in court. My living room had camera footage of her breaking things and me sleeping on the couch and sadly it didn't have audio, though. Rhiannon had put the video of me being kicked out on her page and I used this as evidence, too. Most of my evidence was half-baked, but thing to go on. My case was weak and relied mostly on the cook. I was still hopeful and thankfully I won the case thanks to the cook that I hired. They medically examined Margot and it was found that her bruises were in fact self-inflicted. The camera footage proved how she went around breaking things and the video cleared out that I did not abandon her. The caption of Rhiannon's page provided that they kicked me out over a video. Margot was made to admit that the domestic violence accusations were indeed false. Everything went into my favor. Margot's lies were now caught and now everybody knew the truth. Her stupidity had lost her the opportunity to spend a lavish life with me and give her daughter a better future. She had to pay for the damages to my home and pay for all the pending bills and she also had to pay me compensation for all the trouble that she caused. Even though everything turned out fine for me, I know that I'm never going to be able to recover from all this. I feel worse than before and I did gain a lot of insight from this and learn such a valuable lesson the hard way. But the damage done to my reputation, well, it's irreversible. And even Stina probably knows about the whole incident by now. I've decided to try to move on from this, but this could take a while. And I've decided to give myself more time to reconnect with my hobbies and my old friends. I hope it goes well for me. Update number 2. Hey guys, I'd like to start off by saying thank you to all those who commented in support of me. I really appreciate it since I don't really have many people to talk to. The whole interaction really helped me ease the burden of my feelings in the era of cancel culture. 
I really have to have a good reputation or else nobody's going to work with me or even with me. A lot of you asked why I did not just hire a maid to avoid conflict. Yeah, I could have done that. But I strongly feel that it's important to give somebody a purpose. I mean, Rhiannon went to school, but I could not let Margot just sit around all day and spend my money. She needed to have something to do and the busier she was the more she'd be out of my business. The allegations of domestic violence did not just have an impact on me personally. A lot of people debated whether I was actually abusive. After all, it was my second divorce and I did get married hastily. A few people quit after hearing the drama, while others were extremely supportive of me and could not believe the lies that Margaret had spread. I thought it would be the end of Margaret and Rhiannon, once and for all, and I had gotten rid of all the drama in my life. Oh boy. Margaret had spread that I bought out the lawyers, and she said that she was forced to do a medical examination that gave fake results and that it was self-inflicted was a lie. That's obviously not how it works, but a lot of dumb people believed her and her group of fake people just decided to make my life a living hell. They started finding different ways to harass me, like throwing eggs at my house, blowing up my phone with hate messages, and they even started calling up my work number and emails. No one did all this up front, they always kept themselves hidden. I could not do much, except take help from the police. It all stopped after a while, but Margot had somehow managed to get more people on her side than ever before. My stakeholders were not happy, as the product my business was producing was mostly used by women. Margot had even given an interview for the local newspaper, which got published. The whole article had fake and utter bullcrap, and I needed to do something about the lies that she was telling everyone about me. I headed to my lawyer again to deal with this stupid jerk of a woman. He said that, well, we could drag her to court for defamation, and I proved that she was spreading these false accusations and stories just to defame me and show the video she posted against me. I had complained about how I was being harassed by many women over this, and I obviously won the case, because she was in fact openly doing all this, and she could not prove me wrong. Now, she had to pay me more compensation, or she would go to jail. I told her to back off, and that we could keep doing this or she could keep the money to herself and we could go our separate ways and live in peace. People still would not believe me and everyone thought I'm just winning cases because of the quote power of money. I was labeled with a wife abuser tag, who misuses his power. Things were definitely not going in my favor and I was not really able to focus on the business and it was going downhill. Of course, what was done was done. No one could fix the damage that was done to my reputation and I just had to wait until everyone forgot about the whole ordeal. I know who I am and I know what I stand for. I still managed to make a lot of people be quiet and not let the rumors travel so far that I became a sensation. Thankfully, it did not affect my business so much because I've been very good at keeping my life private. My work speaks for itself and hopefully this is the last I hear of Margot, Rhiannon, and their antics. Updates 3. It's not over yet hello again. I'm back with another update on my ex-wife Margot, and I did not really directly hear from the mother and daughter again, but they still continued with their false stories to other people that they met. The whole drama was old and people actually just moved on, everything slowly back to normal, and I don't really pay much heed to my assistant Jenna, but one time in particular she updated me about Margot. I intently listened to her, and Margot had been caught with one of her friend's husbands. The whole thing escalated into a huge drama. Margot would often find herself being the second woman in many marriages. She didn't really care, though. She just wanted to spend the night with rich people and wanted to be taken out to dinners and given expensive gifts. Most of her sugar daddies were married and looking for sex cabates. Now that her little secret was out, everything was condemning her for ruining marriages and said she was not a true feminist if she would support men who thought it was okay to cheat. The whole thing got to social media as well, and she received her share of hatred and had to deactivate all her socials. 
Rhiannon would argue with her too, as she got hate for knowing her mother's deeds and still supported her. She was kicked out of all her groups on Facebook and was left alone. Min did not really want to be associated with her because of all the drama that she had with me. No one wants to falsely be framed, and even though she's quite the catch, there's plenty of fish in the sea. She stopped getting approached by men by the day. Since she had no one to pay for her, she landed in financial issues, and her mother wanted her to leave, as she could not take care of both her and Rhiannon. Her mother made her do chores too, and she probably regrets not doing them at my house, because at least she was getting the money. Her financial troubles grew, and she went around begging to borrow money, and she eventually found her way to me. She found a way to contact me, even though I blocked her everywhere, and ensured that she stays away from me. I used it to my full advantage and offered to give her money, but with the condition that she tells everybody the truth. Well, guys, she was desperate, so she agreed. She told everyone the truth via social media, and she took back the domestic violence accusations and told everyone that I did not abandon them, and they were the ones who kicked me out. I gave her a little bit of money, and she promised to never show her face again. She got busy anyways, and she was kicked off of her modeling career again. She struggled to get back in, as she was too old now, no matter how youthful she looks. Well, she had to catch up with the industry again, and her troubles grew because of Rhiannon's teenage rebellious phase. She kept overspending and overspending and hanging out with friends late at night, putting a huge hole in Margot's pocket. It was hard for Margot to handle her house, her career, and her daughter at the same time, but she had to struggle and put money on the table too. Their life was not as lavish as before, but I'm pretty sure that Margot has learned her lesson. 